This is like, I mean, it's close to being life or death. Like this is real life serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they understand. It's really drip or drown out here. Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? We are back with the third episode of the podcast on the Prairie. I am your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Here with me is my co-host, Braden Willis, my right-hand man, number nine on the field. Yo, Braden, what's going on, man? Hey, that's me, man. I just want you to I just want you to re- remind yourself, you know, later on in life when you said I'm your right hand man, I expect to be there at your wedding. All right. But no, nah, no. Nah, what's going what's going on uh, sooner family, man? It's good to see. It's good to be back with the family, man. After a game day. It's good to be here, man. Man. Woo. Man. That was a that was a rough game. We'll get back to that later, though. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> all right, man. So uh first let's update the people what what do we got going on uh what you got going on in your personal life man that's same old same old i mean it's the same thing just school you know classes uh taking a i'm an econ major so as you know i don't know if a lot of people know that but i'm an econ major so these upper level classes before i graduate man they're you know they're starting to they're starting to put the workload on me but i can handle it it's all good yeah, but other than that, man, I, I think today I might go out to the city and uh, go get some outfits for uh, Walk of Champions, man. I got to look good. Okay. Going to find you a new Yeah, thing. man. I got uh, two shoes that I want to wear. I got to I gotta get something to look nice with it, man. Yeah. I don't think the, the fans understand how serious some guys take the Walk of Champions. Like, you really got to be dapper down. Man. Oh, man. This is This is serious. This is serious. This is like, I mean, it's close to being life or death. Like, this is real life serious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they understand. It's really drip or drown out here. Like, it's no in between. Hey, look, this is the closest we're going to get to the red carpet, huh? Hey, man, tell them again. Hey, matter of fact, speaking of, my dad came up this weekend, right, for the game. And so, he right before we had to report back to go to the hotel, right, he was like, we're going to go to the mall real quick. I'm like, why are we going to the mall? He's like, don't worry about it. I just got to grab something. Yo, how about we end up going through the whole mall and he's trying to dress me up and put me in an outfit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, it's going to be like 70 degrees outside. Y'all here trying to make me wear a tux and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh. Hey, shout outs to Pop. Hey, shout outs to Pops because he had you clean. Did you see my tweet where I uh, quoted GQ Magazine? Yeah, trying I to get you on the cover, man. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go and retweet that after this because I forgot to like it and retweet it. My bad. Hey, I'm just trying to get you. Right, I'm just trying to get you on the cover, man. <laughs> now, nah, real talk. Shout out to my pops. You know, he did have me looking saucy. I got a few likes and a few, a few DMs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my dad. You know, I might let him dress me up for the for the next one. You know. Who knows? Who knows? I, I do right. have to say, I do have to say that my mom is gonna dress me for one game too. So I'm in the same boat, man. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Got to let the moms do it. Might as well, right? Got to. Right, right. So, around the country, college football, what are your thoughts? Well, first, hold on. Hold on. Presbyterian, man. Did you see that game? These dudes don't uh, punt. They don't punt. And they don't kick off the ball. Like, they don't kick it downfield. Like, it's always an onside kick. Did you hear about that? 
Man, I did. I, you know what? It's funny because there's a team in like Arkansas that does the exact same thing. And it's funny. It's funny to like a high school team. So it's funny that uh, they, they run the same, they do, they have the same mindset, but man, they were throwing it all over the yard the other day. Right. Yo, 84 to 43. That's a lot of points. I don't think I've seen that many points since Baker and Patrick Mahomes played in the Texas Tech game. Or, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Point is, that's a lot of points. It's um, a basketball score right there. What do you think about us going to Coach Riley and telling them we should do that, huh? Man, I, I would love it. Side note, Man. let me go ahead and write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Quit lying, boy. You know you'd be scared. As soon as you walk up to Riley, you be like, Coach, can we uh on site to start the game? But you said you said we are going up there, so I'll just let you talk. Oh, oh, so you're just gonna let me drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, okay. All right. Um yo, I watched a little bit of the Georgia and Clemson game. Um my boy Nicobe Dean. You know, we don't know each other personally, but Nicobe, I did see you throw up the hooks, man. Saw you making out making a couple plays. So uh shout out to my boy Nicobe. Brother through my fraternity, Omega Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. There you go. A little brotherly oh. love. Yes, sir. Keep on making plays, Nicobe. Um, any any games that that you saw or stood out or anything? Uh, man, I watched the uh, UCLA LSU game later on that night, and man, that was that was a pretty good game. It's good to see uh, UCLA. They, you know, back they they look like they're back, man. They look they look legit. They got a good running game, man. They got some. They've always had athletes, but man, they look good, man. Uh, they they got it going right, you know. So yeah. that that was the game that I really I really was keen on I wanted to see how they played I thought it was going to be a good matchup just you know talent wise and just you know where those two programs are at but yeah that was a great game man that was probably one of the better games that day you know um a game that I saw Charlotte versus Duke you know they got their first uh power five win you know I I don't know if you know too much about Charlotte uh they're the uh 49ers they're my hometown college so those boys just got their football team I think four years ago maybe five really i can't remember when they just got their football team but yeah those boys finally got their first uh first big time win against duke and so shout out shout out to to the boys back home man i know a couple of those guys are are tuning in and supporting me uh let's see let's see oh speaking of the guys man grant calcaterra oh man hey man Football is better when uh when G's back out there making plays, man. And Tanner spinning it all over the yard, man. I got a lot of love for them boys. So happy to see them on the field. So happy to see Grant come back from, you know, what he had to go through, man. I just, you know, shouts to them, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad both of those boys are are having success. And like you said, especially Grant, you know, considering all that he's been through, you know, I'm just happy to see him healthy and able to return to the sport you know i know both of those guys are, are will have a great year so uh still supporting those boys from over here in norman and uh we know they'll ball out so sooner nation enough about the the games outside of norman let's talk about this past weekend so uh obviously we finished the game 40 to 35 with a with a win at home wasn't the best win we've had but you know at the end of the day it's it's a win, you know, it's, it's a win and it's not easy to win in college football, you know, so it's only right that we respect the sport and uh, just continue to get better, you know, so 
we have some key points in the game, Sooner Nation, that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one being, uh, obviously, the, the interception. You know, we didn't start the game off very well, like I said before. But uh, right after that, we had a 75-yard touchdown drive. And, um, yeah, started to get this thing rolling. So, uh, next thing that we had, key point in the game, Caleb Williams got his first touchdown. Brandon, you were, were you excited for that? I, I know. We were both out there, right? Yeah, we were. A little jumbo set, you know, a little three tight end set. Uh, we it, it was good to see him get out there and make a play, man. I know he hasn't uh, been in a, a true, true game in like two years. So yeah, or yeah. a year or whatever it was. But, yeah, it's good to see him get back out there, get him a little shine. I'm glad that we were out there to be able to help him get in the end zone. And, yeah, man, after that, we started getting rolling a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we've been on a little tear right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rattler put us up, put us up on the board for first touch. Then Caleb came in. Kennedy got the third touchdown. And then the boys on D, you know, they got the the the, the two fumbles, I thought. Those are some crazy good hits, man. Our, our boys are out there being physical and tough. Oh, yeah, Jeez. man. They were balling. We, we uh, you know, they got those, and we they put us in great, uh, in great range, you know, field, like in field goal range, like right off the jump. But uh, we got to, you know, capitalize on that. But it's all good. You know, first game, we're still trying to, you know, figure stuff out. It's all good. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not concerned at all. Speaking of field goals, my boy, Gabe Berkey. Oh, my goodness, 56-yard field goal right before halftime as well as the, the other 50-plus yarders. Man, let's talk about Gabe's uh, the, the top guy for Heisman right now, huh? Man, he should be. I mean, Legatron, uh, whatever whatever the leg, whatever name we can give him, we need to give him. He need, he deserves all the nicknames after this weekend. What was booting that thing? 50 yarders left and right. I mean – and you know, I was on the field for that, you know, because I'm in protection on that. Yeah. So it was it was crazy to see, man. That, that hey, he has a real gift for kicking that ball, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. We definitely need to get that boy a nickname because uh, that was insane. Also, too cool for school. You know how Gabe is. <laughs> I will say, Sooner Nation, Gabe is like one of the just smoothest, coolest guys you will ever meet. The coolest. I, the way he walks on the field and the way his pictures look matches his personality like he's just like i don't even know how to describe him like his gabe's whole mantra is like michael jackson's moonwalk just smooth as can be something that not many people can do but when he does make something shake it's just like man there goes that man you know you know and i i can i can describe it a little bit gabe is the guy that when you walk in a room he's sitting there in a chair, legs crossed, he looks at you and just winks at you. That's that's how Gabe. That's that's a perfect representation of what, like that's that's Gabe right there. That's yeah. Gabe. I think we should look into getting him on the show. You know, Student Nation, what do y'all think? You know, I think they would let, love that. Let us know what you think about getting Gabe on the show. Uh, Mario Williams, right before the the field goal, he had his first touchdown. And you know, in the past episode, we talked about you know him and. Gave him shouts out, shout you know, shouting him out and everything like that. So you know, obviously, Sooner Nation, we were telling the truth because he gets on the field and he scores the touchdown immediately. So, shouts uh, to him. Shout out to Mario. You know what I thought was funny was right after he scored, 
this kid just kept running in circles. I'm like trying to go celebrate <laughs> with him, and he's just all over the place, screaming, yelling at the crowd. I'm just like, all right, like I'll catch him on the sidelines or something. But <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest. Yeah, that's the funniest ones. What a what a way to start his career. So, moving on to the second half of the game, uh, you know, like we saw on uh, Twitter. Um, <laughs> okay, Sooner Nation, we will definitely improve the next time around. You know. Uh, I think Spencer said in one of his interviews, you know, I would rather much, I much rather learn from a win than a loss. You know, that's the only thing that we can do. And on this podcast, we are always going to be positive. We are always going to celebrate our teammates, no matter what's going on in the outside world, no matter the result on the field. Uh, that's what we're going to do. And so uh, second half didn't go the way we wanted, but uh you know, um, we missed a couple field. We missed a field goal. The offense couldn't really get going. Um, Tulane got the, the the recovery on the onside kick. But I will say, shout out to the defense. You know, towards the end of that game, especially my boy Trouble, uh, Delarian Turner Yell. Um, he stopped uh, their quarterback. Um, what was it on fourth down? I think like a yard or two mm-hmm. uh, right before they got the uh, the first down to to keep the drive going, and uh, that gave us the ball back. So. Shout out to my boy Trouble, um, my roommate. Yeah, yeah, your roomie. See if we can get your roomie to make a quick appearance or something one day. Yeah, we can. We can do that, man. But uh, nah, nah. It was you know uh, started off the game hot, got up a lead. We got to finish better, of course. But um, I mean, like you said in the beginning, man, we we have appreciation for winning. Winning's not easy. I think Coach Stoops said something years back saying that. You know, just because we have Oklahoma on our chest doesn't mean that the other team is going to come and lay down. I mean, the bar, the that dog is always going to bite, you know. And shout out to the Tulane boys. They came out and they played a really good game. They played aggressive. They're physical. You know, they, they definitely deserve some credit. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, use that as a lesson. It's good to have a, like you said, a lesson in the win than to have, you know, any other type of lesson. So we're just going to take that lesson and we're going to apply it to the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to their quarterback, by the way. Um, that guy's really tough. You know? Very, um, very, very tough. I saw him take a lot of hits by our defense. You know, I think uh, we got a fumble or two off of him. But, man, that kid kept kept getting up. I think at one point in the first half, this guy was, like, limping around the field and still making plays. So, uh, shout out! Shout out to the Tulane squad and their QB especially. Um, I hope those boys are are uh, going back home and 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 uh, enjoying their families. Hopefully, nothing nothing too bad happened to them, and I, I know they're bounce back and have a good season. Most definitely. Moving on to our next segment, quick look at uh, Western Carolina. So uh, today's Monday, so we haven't really gotten too much into them just yet. Uh, haven't got a extreme detail on the boys but i will say i did used to know this western carolina team pretty well um donovan spencer was their running back last year and uh, he was my running back in high school and so uh those are one of the guys that i used to you know keep up with uh, i'm an old head now brady you know uh, all the guys i know are are graduating getting jobs and going to the nfl so man both of man. us <laughs> <laughs> i don't know right um so yeah Sooner nation uh western carolina this weekend at home Saturday. It'll probably be another hot one, so please hydrate. Uh, I wish I could wave to you guys on the sidelines. I wish you guys could put your hands up and say that you watch the podcast or listen to the podcast and uh, uh, get you a 
special signed jersey or something. I don't know. I just want to show love. But I have an idea. On. I have an idea. Oh, maybe oh, they can got? bring signs to the game and say, "I listen to the podcast," and then we can oh. throw a little sign. We can throw a little glove or you know something I up there. Like we can do something. I like that. We should get like. I might have my mom start selling podcasts on the prairie boards or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're going to talk to our producer, Alex, and see if we can make that make that happen. We're going to come up with something. Towels something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is our wrap up of this past game and what all we have going on in our lives, college football, et cetera. Next up, we have something special for you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next segment of the podcast on the prairie, we have with us today the man you all have been asking for, Austin Stogner, number 18 on the field. What up, Austin? What's going on? How are y'all? Doing good, man. Good, man. Good. Well, first, I want to uh, start it off, Stog. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast for with us. And uh, we just want to, you know, ask you a couple of questions. My biggest one is that, you know, we we kind of went over Jay Hall and I's path to you know OU in a previous episode, and we just kind of want to ask you like, what what made you come here? What what went into your decision to come here, man, and be a part of the crew? Oh yeah, uh, thank you thank you guys for having me on. But um, yeah, getting here, uh, I started getting recruited um, like sophomore year, like the big uh, the I guess like January of sophomore year. Started getting a few offers, and then I committed here going right before going into my junior year. And uh, I just liked, you know, the school. I liked how I was close to home, being from Dallas. And, um, you know, who doesn't want to play in Coach Riley's offense? So that was that was big, big into it. But uh, that's how that's how I got here. I've been committed here for I was committed here for a while. I was the first commit. Uh, I was before Spencer actually, so I was I was the first one. Yeah, first of the class, right? <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because that one I've said it in a previous episode, obviously, but that also went into my decision. You know, it's it's far enough from home where you know you feel like you're on your own, but also it's close enough where you can pop back home if you need to and see the fam or whatever the no case doubt. may be. So I'm glad you said that. No doubt. No, like you're far enough to where your parents aren't in all your business. You got family in your business, but if you need them, you can go back to them. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best part, man. Man, nah, you guys are spoiled. I'm a thousand miles from my home. <laughs> what are you talking about going home? What? What is it? 17 hour drive for you, Jay Hall? Yeah, 17. You know, it depends on who I'm driving with. If I'm with my dad, oh, you're easy 17. If I'm with my mom, it might take us like 19, 20. We might stay the night in Arkansas or something. <laughs> Oh, matter of fact, one time we stayed a night with uh, Trey Norwood. They were uh, they were our host for a night. They're they're good people. <laughs> that was fun. I do remember that. I remember talking with uh, Beamer about that in one of our position meetings. Yeah, yeah. How often do you guys get to go home? Uh, whenever we get like a three day break, like sometimes Coach Riley give us off like a weekend or something, and uh, I usually go back home, go hang with the family a little bit. Yeah, uh, same here. Uh, Depending on how long we have off, if we get any type of three day break or anything, then I definitely, I definitely will pop back home or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I, yeah, any any type of weekend that we have off, two days off or more, I'll probably go home and see the film. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I might go home maybe three times a year. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. all I got. Anyways, moving on to our next part austin so freshman year 2019 you played in all 14 games you had seven catches for 
about 60 yards and two touchdowns or so. Um, any favorite moment or uh, anything that stands out for you that, that first year? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, B-Will had a little, little uh, we had a little assist. B-Will got the block punt. I picked it up for the first touchdown, so. Yeah, it was my yeah. man's first touchdown. <laughs> yeah, came on special teams, nothing like yeah. it. Um, yeah, that is right. I, one thing, one game that stands out to me is, um, what game was that? Versus Baylor. Oh, yeah. That? The two touchdowns. Uh, oh, yeah. You need the three comeback. Oh yeah, that was a good time. That was uh, my whole family went to Baylor, so it was like good to go down there and kind of beat up on those boys a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. You do have some family history at Baylor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad played there, and my, my three uncles played there, and my mom and her sisters went there, and my sister went there. So the whole crew went. Me and my brother came up here, and we we proved them wrong. <laughs> so you're the rebel child, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> did your, uh huh. What did your dad and uncle do? Uh, my dad played tight end, and one of my uncles played a tackle, and then the other one played safety. Just the family athletes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this man has been D1 since birth. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Now, like Stalick said, though, like, you know, the Stalick's freshman year was, like, the typical, like, like how like what how we're built like we were just assisting each other left and right i blocked the punch <laughs> star goes and gets it uh i he catches two touchdowns i catch a touchdown baylor you know what i'm saying it's just like you you know it's the same thing like sophomore his my sophomore year his freshman year is like that was we really were just assisting each other like just just throwing each other lobs like every <laughs> other play you know it was, it was great though that was that was a lot of fun um, so that was freshman year. So let's see. Huge twenty twenty season, dog. Second team all Big Twelve, uh, academic first team, uh, third on the team with twenty six receptions, four hundred plus yards. Uh, what do you think about this past year? Uh, you know, there's a, I had I had a decent year, but as you know, there's as you know, there's always room to improve. But uh, no, it was a ton of fun being out there and like playing. And uh, being with the guys, and you know, I think when I went down, that's like the thing I missed the most was just being out there with the guys and playing, not necessarily like, like just being with them, and you know, the whole like atmosphere of being, you know, with the guys every day, and like they got your back. I think that's a big part in playing football, and it's, it's one of my favorite parts. Right, right. No, we definitely, uh, we definitely missed you when you went down. Matter of fact, uh, go ahead and tell the people. Um, we know you had a had a knee injury against Kansas and uh, ended up needing surgery and all that. So, can you tell us a little bit more about that journey, uh, your mindset, uh, what you were thinking going through that situation, and just uh, what what was on your mind going through that? Um, so against Kansas, took a hit to the knee, and uh, before the game, I was you know not feeling too well. I knew like I wasn't wasn't feeling right, but it's a COVID year, so I'm not like gonna go around telling everybody I'm feeling sick. <laughs> I would get to freaking out and send me into quarantine. But uh, no, I was, I knew I wasn't feeling well. And then uh, that night I was fine. Uh, the next morning I was fine. Uh, then that night I like, kind of started to hit me. Uh, got like up to like a hundred, called Chris, went in the training room. It's like like 103 fever. Heart rate was like at 150. And then uh, he sent me home and then I, I called him back. I was like, you need I was in like unbearable pain and I was like, you need to take me to the hospital. And he took me to the hospital. I stayed there for, I had like 103 fever for like five days, heart rate wouldn't go below like 150 
lost like 35 pounds in a span of 10 days and then uh, had surgery. They found the infection, had surgery. And then I was, I was good to go after that and started the, the long journey back. But um, yeah, that was definitely a tough time. Uh, the Lord got me through it, just keeping my eyes on him and trusting him. And uh, my family was there with me. And so that was a big part of it, just keeping our eyes on him, the Lord. And, um, you know, a Bible verse that got me through it, like through the whole thing. It's kind of crazy, like, um, like throughout my whole life, like playing football and like the Bible verse that got me like that my dad's been like, he's been my coach for forever. But the Bible verse that he like taught our team was Second Timothy 1, 7. It's for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. And uh, I felt like during that time that like got me through it, like whatever happens here, like I'm not in control, but you know, I don't fear because my, I serve God bigger than, bigger than this situation, bigger than what's going on. And that, that really got me through it and uh, still gets me through it to this day. But I think that's kind of, you know, crazy to think that like God's been preparing me for that moment for such a long time, like through my dad, like I didn't even know it. I thought he was just like telling, like giving a Bible verse to like, telling us like how to play and how to play for God. But, um, really in reality that, that, um, him saying that and him putting that in my life was just getting me ready for the trials that I was going to face in the future. Man, I, I love that, man. And, uh, obviously when you, you went down, we were praying for you, you know, we wanted you to be out there with us and we wanted you to, uh, recover well, but man, you know, it, it was great after that to get you back on the field. You came back, uh, you came back during the Cotton Bowl against Florida. Uh, how did you feel during that game? Like, what was on your mind during that game? Like, what was, what was going on? Like, uh, like after the Big 12 championship, like, the day after was my first day, like, running, like, with Chris. And, like, we're just running. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't good. But uh, I finally, like, got off my medications then. And then I started feeling better. And then uh, I had a chance to play against Florida. You know, I called and I was coach Gunny called me and he's like, Hey, like you want to play or whatever? Like, are you going to play? I'm like, I was asked him, I was like, is there, um, I'll play. Like, I want to play. I just, I just want to make sure I'm not hurting the team. He's like, no, we, we want you out there. So I was like, if I, any chance I get to, to suit up and play for the Sooners, play with my brothers, I'm going to take it. So, um, that, uh, that was a no brainer for me to play, even though I wasn't necessarily healthy, but it was great to be out there. Great to be out there with the guys loved every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad we had you back for that game. You know, even going back to before you came back for the cotton bowl. So I don't know if you knew, but we had no idea what was going on with you. Like Beamer just told us you were in the hospital and he was just getting more information when he could. And, uh, we knew, at some point in time that it was a staph infection, but we, we never, I don't think me and Brayden, Brayden, did you ever know how serious the, the infection was? No, I, I didn't know how serious it was until we realized that Stocky had been in the hospital for a couple of days. And we were like, yeah. we were like, like, whoa, like what's going on here? You know, we actually had, that's when I actually uh, text you and check like to check up on you. Yeah. Cause I had no, no clue. And also that was at a time Jay Hall where uh, there was a lot going on in our position room. I mean, his thoughts was hurt. Beamer had COVID. I was, you know, coming off of an injury, playing on one leg, essentially. Um, we had found out 
Coach Coach Beamer was gonna go to uh, South Carolina. Like there was a lot of stuff going on in that position yeah. room at the end of the year, no, man. No <laughs> I don't think people understand or appreciate, uh, you know, how much we had going on during the last yeah. part of the year. Yeah, no, actually, I never even thought about that. We did have a lot. We were coached. We we didn't have Beamer for what game was it? Okay, um, State. We coached ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were in there coaching ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whoa, I, yeah. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, for about a week yeah. and a half, we didn't have a coach. We were coaching ourselves. <laughs> Talk about perseverance, huh? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to to Beamer. Did you did you guys see um, where he got Gatorade and water thrown all over him after the <laughs> after the, the first- win? He deserves it, man. I'm so happy yeah. about you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's uh shout out to Beamer. Um, Stog, so man, uh, what do you what goals do you have for the rest of your time at OU? Like what do you what all do you want to accomplish? You know, we know you're well on your way to some pretty big things this year. Um, let's talk talk about some of those things you're expecting from yourself. Uh man, I'm just I've always been about just taking it day by day, you know. I kind of I see that thing, man. If you look too far in the future, man, it, uh, right now I'll hit you in the face. So I just kind of take it day by day and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to attack it every day with the same mindset. And um, and I know that mindset will get me through it and get me to where I want to go. So obviously the my one goal is winning a national championship, but I know we got we to gotta win today first, first and foremost. Right. All right. I know Coach Riley always says, you know, when you're locked in on – the the interest and um, everything needed for the team, the individual awards will naturally come, right? Yes, sir. No doubt. All right. Well, last question. Uh, so the people want to know what interest do you have outside of football? Like, what what who is Austin Stogner, man? What do you got going on? Uh, I play a lot of golf. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do outside of football is to play golf. Um, so I do that. I play with my uh, dad, play with my buddies a lot, and um, love going to the lake, hanging out, uh, jet skiing, wakeboarding, surfing, doing the whole deal. I'm a really relaxed guy, um, but that's about it. Love to watch mo- Love to watch movies. I'm a big movie guy. So okay. you and yeah. Joe John. That's how y'all. <laughs> how y'all always know those references, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, Joe John is. He always makes movie references, and I never know what this man is talking about. But Stardner <laughs> always knows. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I watch, I watch all the classics. I'm a big old movie guy, so I watch I know all the classics. And my dad's like the same way. Like he will, he literally he can quote like any movie. So he's always just quoting movies. So I just pick up on it. Yeah, you guys are special. I think I might have too many concussions for that. Yeah. I don't know. How they, I don't know how they do it, Jay Hall. I I cannot do that. Maybe it's because I'm not a big movie guy. But yeah. I will say, I will say, I know it's all. I've seen it on your stories and everything. I know you like the golf. I'm not the biggest golf guy, <laughs> but I, I dabble in a little bit of driving. So if you ever want to go to the driving range, we can we can do that. I can I can, I can hit it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just went to uh who did I go with? I went with Brian Mead and Caleb Kelly for the first time to a driving range. I think uh Westwood Park right before fall camp. So you guys probably got some uh some experience on me. So what's your uh, what's your your favorite uh spot in Norman, the golf? The golf? Oh Jimmy. 
Jimmy Austin. Great place. I love going there playing. It's super nice. Okay, where's that? It's right. It's on campus. It's a it's a campus course where the OE golf team oh, play. Oh, yeah, that is right, man. Been here five years and I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Well, thank you, Austin, for appearing on our show, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Anything you want to tell the people before you head on out? Uh, just thank you all for supporting us. And I uh, can't wait for a great year. Remember sooner. Shout out to my boy, Austin Stogner, one more time for coming on to the show. Next up, we have listener submitted questions. So before we get started, make sure you guys DM us questions on Twitter, IG, or email us questions to podontheprairie at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, like I said, on Instagram. Uh, send us some questions. So the first question is from at them dogs is hell on Twitter. What is your game day routine? First off, I want to say uh, interesting Twitter handle, but that's besides the point. But um, game day routine, man, uh, it could vary off of whether it's a night game or a morning game. But uh, I'll, I'll just go over the routine that I that I did this this past game. So I wake up a little, you know, obviously it's a morning game, so we have to wake up early. I probably wake up around 30 or 40 minutes earlier than what we would get our wake up call. And what I do is I wake up, get myself ready, listen to put in AirPods immediately, listen to music. And I run actually a bath, like bath water. And so it simulates me getting in a hot tub in the mornings. You know, I got to have my hot tub. And so after that, I go downstairs, have breakfast. I usually eat my usual pregame meal for, you know, morning games is usually eggs, a little bit of hash browns, a little bacon, and then a Gator Light, which is just Gatorade with basically salt put in it. And then we have our walkthrough. You go over our plays and whatnot, get to the stadium, mental test, and then we're on the field. And just like that, the game day routine is over. Jay Hall, what, what, what do you do, man? What you got? Because I know the interesting, like my interesting thing, like that people might not know is I take a hot bath at six o'clock in the morning. So what, what do you do that's interesting? Bro, I don't know what is up with you on waking up so early. You said that during fall camp too. Like when I wake up, you're already in the hot tub. So I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Or whoever you get with one day, make sure y'all have a jacuzzi or something in the house for a hot tub because this man in hot water is, uh, whew, all right. Oh, man, okay, so I don't wake up that early sooner nation. I just wake up, take a shower, and get a push. <laughs> you know, but I, I will say I do throw on the headphones. Uh, I love listening to to, to Christian music. Um, Marvin Sapp is, is the big go-to. Uh, to oh, those yeah. who, who listen to her and uh just the, just a mix of, of gospel music is on my playlist you know uh, at breakfast after we stretch i don't really eat too much you know my my high school coach aaron brand he would always say play as light as possible you know so we wouldn't wear heavy pads underneath our uh, pants we wouldn't wear heavy girdles um he would always make us wear white cleats because white makes you look fast on film apparently and so he would, oh, also, like, when we would eat pregame meals, like, he would make sure, like, his receivers and his starters didn't get two plates of, like, pasta. Like, he would only get, like, one and, like, some salad. 
be good. Play, play as light as possible. So I think that mindset is kind of carried over to me. So in the mornings, I'll eat like some fruit and maybe some hash browns. If that, I don't know. Rachel would get on to me because I don't eat enough, but I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. So, uh, but other than that, you know, I don't really have any any fancy routine. You know, normally I get a text from my mom and my my dad wishing me luck and uh, just letting me know that everything's in God's hands. And so, but yeah, I'm not really superstitious or anything. You know, I iron my clothes the night before. So I got to, you know, get dapper down like I did last weekend. <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing special. Nothing special. So our next question comes from Lincoln Riley's Bacon, LR's Bacon on Twitter. And they asked, who is the worst dancer on the team? Now, this is an interesting one because everybody thinks they can dance. Not everybody can dance. So I'm going to let you take the first guess and on who's the worst dancer on the team. This is tough because a lot of people can fit into this category. <laughs> you know, oh, you know who goes so hard, but always it could be rapping. It could be dancing. They're going to always go hard, but it's just, they don't ever hit. It's just, <laughs> just not the Royals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the OKC native, man. Like, Justin, we hype him up, though. Like, we just, whenever he's rapping or, like, freestyling, we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Justin, that's a bar. And then I'm over to the side, like, that is not a bar. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, if he's dancing, like, I don't think he really ever, he rarely dances. But when he does, we hype him up. But I'm still like over there to the side. Like I don't, I don't know if that's it. So I don't know. Maybe I sound like a hater, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin, if you're listening, no hard feelings, bro. I'll I'll buy you lunch one day or something and make up for it. <laughs> man, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave that one to you, man. I, I don't oh have my any God, guesses. You don't set me up like that? Nah, nah, nah. Okay, now nah, I'll, I'll give wow. a guess. All right, all right. I I gotta have, I gotta have two, man. I gotta have two. And one one of them has got to be Strip. I'm okay. sorry, Strip. Love you, my brother. <laughs> but Strip, that I just will never forget that one time when we were in the team room and we were having like a dance battle. Coach Riley was letting us do our thing, and everybody we they were rocking, rocking, rocking. And then they threw him in the middle, and he get to doing that like that little step, and then everybody was oh, like, God. Oh yeah, no, this is not it. So that's 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 my first memory when I think about. The this worst dances on it. Doesn't he have that like little warrior dance or whatever that he does? <laughs> yes, bro. That is true. Oh my goodness. Who's number two? I gotta pick on somebody in our position room. I gotta go with Jackson, man. You gotta oh, come up with some new routines, me. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can step. You can step. But that's that's you you know, you got your little your little fraternity and everything like that. You, but you can step, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go with Jackson. And it's not necessarily that he's a bad dancer. We just got to switch it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta get rid of that. Uh, what is he always hit when he hits the touchdown? The, uh, what is that called? Uh, I can't remember. Me neither. But we got to switch it up, though. We got to yeah. switch it up. Maybe hit a yeah. Dougie or something like that. I don't know. We got to switch it up. All right. So at Wayne 10281028108 on Twitter. That's a lot of numbers there, bro. He yeah. says, or she, what was the transition like playing in front of high school crowds to playing in front of the palace? So let me first say that I don't, I'm not from Texas and I don't go to Allen High School or any of those big schools down there. So 
My high school was definitely not holding 80,000 plus people. <laughs> I think the most we ever had, and this is maybe a guess, was when we played Mallet Creek, our rival, or, oh, no, we played Butler in the playoffs. That was packed, too. I don't know, maybe 10. I'm not even sure. It may be like eight, to be honest. I'm just hyping up high school. But, uh, yeah, so that's what it's like from a numbers point of view. But in terms of actually being down there on the field, you know, Braden, you might can talk into some too. But once you get the jitters and, and get that first hit out the way, you know, everything just kind of falls into place. You know, it's it's like we've been doing it all our lives. and And once you start – you know, getting out there and doing your thing is just, you know, you're just playing football at that point. No, most definitely. You know, you're you're exactly right. And I'll, I'll go to, you know, my experiences, but I first will say I am from Texas and <laughs> football is gospel. And so the biggest crowd that I've probably played in has probably been uh, third round against Allen my what, sophomore year. 40,000 in the stands at, at AT&T. And then, I mean, at my, at my regular high school games, we played at a, we played at a college, we played at ETA. And uh, I think when we played Permian, they, cause they brought about 10,000 themselves. We probably had about 15 to 20,000 at ETA. So nor, there would be at least 10, 10,000 at our games. So it, it's, it's not 80,000, but it's more than, you know, most places so no it was it was great it, it did help me like get used to college atmospheres but if i'm being honest when you get on the field you don't hear nothing so it really yeah. doesn't yeah. matter you know my mom always asked me that she's like jeremiah do you ever pay attention to the fans i'm like mom to be honest once the cadence starts i don't even think i hear the fans like i don't know if that's just me but it's like they're not even there no, I hear nothing. I hear absolutely nothing other than what's going on on the football field. Yeah, I think that's just how locked in you get when you're out there. You know, everything's just kind of like the fans are a blur, really. So Yeah, it's it's the coolest feeling, though, because in football, it does happen how it kind of happens on some, like, videos. Like, really what happens is you come off the sideline, and when you're on the sideline, of course you hear the fans. You get on the field, and then everything is blocked out. And then you go and make a play. Say it's one of our touchdown, you know, receptions or whatever the case may be. You don't hear anything until after you score the touchdown. And then it all just rushes back. It's like, yeah. You just hear it it's alike. like when the whistle blows, it's like everything just comes back to life. And it's just like, ah. And then you realize, oh, like, I did that. It's just like the movies where it just comes back. And you, you it's like, and then it just, it's crazy. Yeah, man. That uh, there's no better feeling like it though playing in front of our fans. So, uh, good questions. Good questions. Hopefully, we answer those well. Uh, wrapping this up, Sooner fans. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, listen to the show. Keep listening on a consistent basis. We are, like we said before, coming out with new episodes on a weekly basis. Um, if you are a local business in Norman interested in sponsoring so please reach out to pod on the prairie at gmail.com follow us on social media pod on the prairie on instagram and at the prairie pod on twitter shout out to our producer alex for making our lives so much easier and uh, just editing and you know all that cool stuff so uh yeah shout out to our guy alex he makes our lives easy and puts everything together for us uh, once again, Sooner Nation, thank you for listening. My name is Jeremiah Hall, my co-host, Brady Willis. Anything you got to say for the people? 
Uh, thank you, Sooner Nation. Thank you, Sooner family. And I love you. Yeah,